Another episode of the Mark Mark My Words podcast, where we mark the words of Duchess County Executive Mark Molinaro, now available on iTunes. <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> all, 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 all over the place, you know, maybe kind of, sort of, soon to be statewide, but that's a couple years away. <laughs> right, right now, uh, we'll just see who listens. Exactly. We'll, we'll stick within the borders of Duchess County and maybe the Hudson Valley as a whole. Okay, it's a deal. But I, 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 of course, am Brodigan, and I'm joined as I am each and every week by Duchess of County Mark Molinaro. Welcome. Well, I'm happy to be back. Thanks a lot. So I usually start off by asking you, you know, you know, how's Duchess County uh, treating you lately? But uh, looking at some of the past world events, uh, we should probably start there. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, your thoughts in general. I, that's, that's really I can ask. No, I no, I appreciate that, and I, I think uh, like every other American, uh, the last week has uh, really been a very uh, troubling, and in a lot of ways, a very uh, sad uh, uh, several days. Uh, I certainly extend my prayers and thoughts, and, and have uh, uh, consistently to the families of uh, all of those. Uh, lost over the last several days. Uh, certainly uh, extend my thoughts and prayers uh, to the families of uh, those uh, Dallas police officers uh, who were murdered simply because they uh, had the courage to put on a uniform and go off to work. Uh, and uh, I do extend my thoughts and prayers uh, to the families of uh, those uh, lives lost uh, in those cities across America and am and, and hopeful that um, out of what has been uh, you know this this heightened degree of violence and uh, anger and uh, sadly carnage uh, will come uh, in some ways a, a reawakening uh, in our in our country and a, an acknowledgement uh, that we have serious uh, conflicts and problems uh, to address. Uh, in that ultimately the best way to address those uh, is by uh, toning down uh, the noise, uh, de-escalating the situation, and engaging in the honest and earnest dialogue uh, necessary to break down barriers. And, and I've, you know, I've seen this certainly uh, in my own community, and we've seen it on display in other parts of uh, the country, just uh, where uh, protesters and police officers uh, uh, left and right are sort of putting down the anger uh, embracing one another and trying to find ways uh, to uh, come together to confront uh, what we know uh, are uh, real uh, real challenges. Uh, you know, there there is racism in America, there is intolerance in America, there is injustice in America, and uh, there are people every day, men and women, uh, who uh, set off to uh, uh, protect uh, the life and property. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, that we hold dear uh, and really place their lives on the line to protect us. And there and there needs to be an understanding that we don't live in a zero sum world. Uh, that uh, by working together and confronting problems, uh, you know, hopefully we can learn a little bit more about each other and and uh, solve some of those problems that face us. I mean, how would you recommend uh, recommend or what do you think is the best way to start having those conversations, especially since and this is a weird thing for your social media advocate to be saying, but for every one person who's willing to sit down and have that conversation, you turn on social media, you turn on Facebook, you turn on Twitter, and there's about 11,000 uh, <laughs> who just want to like just tweet anger and hatred and basic, yeah. basically just get last word-itis like 140 characters at a time. 
you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm like all those other people who sometimes, uh, you know, talk about the ills of social media. Uh, and of course, I'm one who uses it. Uh, and you're, you know, you, you help me use it. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and we've seen the benefit of social media, not only being able to communicate, uh, you know, instantly around the world, but, you know, we have been able to now see in, in full color, uh, what uh, what fear looks like, what anger looks like, what violence looks like, and in some ways, uh, I trust it has shocked people into perhaps uh, uh, coming, uh, you know, to the the realization that that there is too much of that in this country, and we we ought to we ought to address it. I would also say that I don't know that I should blame or any of us should only blame social media as one of the problems. It is, it is an outlet that people who are angry and frustrated uh, use, and in this scenario, right, angry and frustrated use, to communicate that anger and frustration. And what I think leaders need to do, and, and by the way, leaders are not uh, those with offices. Uh, some are. I mean, there's certainly people in elected office who are leaders, and there are some in elected office who aren't. But leaders throughout our country in, in, now to localize it throughout our community, leaders need to bring people together to first acknowledge what the problem is and, and, and try to understand the perspective of the other. I don't know what it's like to be black in America. And I don't know what it's like to put on a uniform, but I do know that there are too many uh, African-American and minority uh, residents who are fearful and there are also too many police officers who are fearful. So that's a place to start, isn't it? So, so it would seem to me that, that leaders should, should convene people, should bring people together in a non-confrontational way to understand what are those, uh, those you know, real deep-seated problems that need to be confronted and, and try to peel layer by layer uh, that away to, to first build understanding and then hopefully develop solutions. And I do think it starts by understanding that the institutions of government, the institutions of America, the institutions of our economy are no longer trusted like they once were. Uh, and, and in this state, uh, you know, is our education system equitable? Do you get the same quality education in the inner city as you would uh, in, a, in, a, in a city suburb? Uh, is our, uh, you know, our economy the same in an inner city as it is in a suburb, as it is in upstate? And ensure that we're tr we, we really strike at the heart of what's holding people back to regain trust. So it is, I think, uh, the lack of faith and trust in the institutions that is causing a great deal of fear and, and, and anguish. It is uh, inherently uh, the concerns uh, and reality of racism and intolerance and the fact that we overburden law enforcement with uh, sort of the you know, responsibility for doing much more than maybe law enforcement should be responsible for doing uh, and really engage, I think, in the heavy lifting of uh, addressing the anger and frustration and try to convert that uh, into action in a productive uh, and nonviolent way. And I do think leaders have to really spend more time listening and bring people together to have that serious dialogue and identify serious steps and serious solutions. I'd like to think we're trying to do some of that in my county. I acknowledge that we don't have the same um, uh, tensions that, that perhaps others do, and that's a, just a demographic reality in, in, in this community. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, 
we're educating and training law enforcement with crisis intervention training. I think every police officer in America should have CIT training. It, it helps to uh, empower law enforcement officials to understand the value of community policing, understand the importance of de-escalating situations. I think that there there needs to be greater interaction between the community and law enforcement so that there is a healthy respect for one another. I think that we need to speak about uh, uh, the inequity uh, within the education system and, and, and the lack of job opportunities for people. And uh, are we training uh, young people to be competitive uh, today or, or are we educating young people uh, 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 without concern for whether or not they'll get a job? Uh, are, are we certain uh, that uh, we're providing opportunity uh, to, to individuals so that they can succeed in their own lives. And I think it's important that we be about the business of empowering individuals to, to ensure that they're, they're not dependent on government, but rather uh, uh, empowered, really, to achieve success. And that, that takes a great amount of effort. And I think there are too many elected officials who don't want to engage in that, and I don't want to define myself as one of them. And, um... I apologize. I rambled on a bit, but, I, you know, it's a... No, it's not, one of not those, at all. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those that, you know, I sit down, we had a forum last evening organized by the NAACP. Uh, when you listen to this, it'll be a few days ago. Uh, but it was an interesting dialogue of people who just want to figure ways out to improve the quality and condition of life for everyone. It was uh, law enforcement and uh, uh, African-American residents and Hispanic residents and uh, uh, white uh, residents uh, who just spent some time talking to one another. And hopefully those are the kinds of steps that, that we'll take uh, to uh, uh, to really uh, uh, reestablish trust and to uh, uh, ensure that there's tolerance, to tone down the violence, and hopefully create opportunity for people. Yeah, and there's no, there's no appropriate or proper way to now segue to um – Albany dysfunction, uh, I guess, other than to, to say, like, we'll no, continue to pray well, for let America. Me, let me segue you, segue you there, and that is just to say that, that this, that the institutions of government need to be trusted, and, and we're not worthy of that trust just yet. The institutions of government in this state and around America and the institutions that people rely on have not yet earned or, or re-earned the trust and respect uh, of, of the people, and, and that's a good place to start because whether you're black or white, uh, uh, whether you're old or young, Republican or Democrat, you expect that the institutions that are established uh, are trustworthy, are accountable, are responsive. And, and when that's eroded, uh, it does create an environment where people just don't feel uh, that their government is working for them. Uh, and New York is a prime example of that. You know, we've been let down by far too many institutions uh, of government. Uh, and uh, there is too much hardship, uh, too much uh, uh, difficulty in obtaining jobs. And that's why I think uh, people want to ensure that uh, the economic development efforts of this state and, and locally uh, are, are working and that are functioning and that uh, they can have confidence that New York uh, will rebound and there'll be opportunity for people. Well, speaking of that, and thank you for the <laughs> thank you for the save. Um, when, when it comes to confidence in those institutions um, and that the confidence in the government, how much confidence do you think it gives people when um, they were when they, they finally released the ninety day late startup New York report that's supposed to tell us how how great the program's doing at four p.m. on Friday, the day before Independence Day weekend. No matter how you define it, redefine it, or try to explain it, uh, it is uh, a letdown. And, and, and that's not to say it can't work. It's to say that if it is working, uh, it's, you're certainly, we're certainly not showing it. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, is, is that, w listen, any economic development effort, anytime you take taxpayer money 
and spend it to benefit uh, a, a private uh, interest, there needs to be accountability. There needs to be an expectation of an outcome uh, and the ability to measure whether or not you achieve that outcome. And, and I, I am for making use of the tools necessary uh, to help grow the environment uh, economy so long as it's sustainable and so long that it's accountable. And if you don't miss your mark, if you don't hit your targets, the people should have their money back. And those are things we've done in Dutchess County. We've, we've created steps to, to claw back uh, public uh, incentive, taxpayer incentive. And I would say to you in the state of New York, the biggest problem when it comes to economic development is not whether or not we have the right specific tool to give a short-term benefit to a business. It's whether or not we have an environment where businesses can succeed, prosper, and grow. And we do not. Whether it's the inner city, suburbs, uh, or rural parts of our state, uh, we do not have a climate uh, that is affordable, uh, and that would allow businesses to succeed. And one of the things that we're, that uh, I think uh, the, the letdown with, with Startup New York is just that, where, where it's heralded as, as the, having the potential for great success, and after spending the dollars to promote it as a tool, it is not. Now, add to that the state comptroller's analysis of the Excelsior job program, and you, you see failure there. And that is that businesses weren't meeting the mark when it came to the expected job creation. And by the way, uh, there was even after certain announcements and agreements reached, there was an alteration of what that mark is. And again, in this state, I understand the need to create tools and, and I want to use tools to benefit uh, the people who live here. But if it is not transparent, if it is not accountable, if you cannot show the metric that you use to measure success, people won't trust it, and frankly, they have every right not to. At the end of the day, if you're going to expend taxpayer money to benefit someone, business, or individual organization, there needs to be that transparency or accountability. And if there isn't, then the program should not exist. Okay, so I, I guess the big question is, let's say, Purely hypothetically speaking, you were in charge of a statewide initiative to help create jobs. How would you do Startup New York differently? Well, I don't, you know, I wouldn't even start with Startup New York. What I would say, I mean, I, you know, and what I would rather us focus on is how, do, how, does, how does business succeed in New York State? And right now, by the way, if you're a business succeeding in New York State, you're probably a pretty, pretty good business person because it's a big burden to overcome to succeed in the state. Uh, we, we need to work with local municipalities. Uh, land use decisions and, and the ability to move businesses in and out of a community are made at the local level. And we need to ensure that communities are making and sending a clear message that this is the kind of economy and economic growth that they want. This is the land use uh, 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 and zoning and local laws that we need to move those projects forward. And then we can't tie businesses up to make it more complicated to get from application to approval when they're doing what the local municipality, whether it's the city of New York, the city of Buffalo, or someplace in the Hudson Valley or any place in between, if a municipality has clearly articulated its economic development vision, we cannot create obstacles when a developer applicant presents to us what we've asked for. There, there needs to be an acknowledgement that the cost of doing business in New York is too high. And I'd rather see us create a sustainable effort to drive down the total cost of doing business and living. That is making energy more affordable. That's making health insurance and uh, general liability and workers' compensation uh, more affordable. That's driving down uh, the property tax. And you can't create a scenario where you're giving total income 
tax exemption, but not acknowledging that 70% in Dutchess County of the county property tax is driven by state spending. So, so you really have to confront those things in a sustainable way. And I believe there's a path there. And there's a path there, by the way, uh, by working across the board with local uh, leaders to, to ensure and, and legislative leadership to ensure uh, that, uh, that we create a more uh, uh, equitable uh, environment uh, and a more affordable environment uh, for businesses uh, to grow. And, and I'd offer to you that with, with 70% of new jobs being created by existing businesses, we ought to also look uh, very aggressively internally to ensure that those businesses, those small and medium-sized businesses across the state, that we don't lose them and we help them to grow uh, and to expand because that's where job growth will, will occur. And, 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 and it's, not, it's not occurring aggressively enough. I mean, if it were not for the city of New York, the state of New York uh, would not be uh, even remote remotely uh, doing even as well as uh, as some would claim it's doing today, that, that the economic activity has been principally in the city of New York, job growth has been principally in the city of New York, and that upstate uh, continues to lag behind. And it's because we're not investing in driving down the cost. We're not creating a sustainable effort to grow business. We're not driving down the cost of doing business and making it easier for businesses to move through a regulatory system that is overly burdensome. Well, uh, to, to, uh, to hope, hope, actually, hopefully, we're, we're actually going to wrap up on a high note uh, with a yeah. little uh, Think Differently, Think Duchess. Uh, to start with Think Differently, uh, t- talk a little about Julie's Jungle. Uh, this is an amazing uh, uh, playground that fits right in with our Think Differently initiative. Uh, this is a, a project in the town of East Fishkill in Dutchess County where uh, they, with uh, some assistance from the county and uh, uh, local fundraising and support from the town itself, created a fully accessible playground uh, uh, really developed for kids of all abilities. Uh, they launched and opened it up uh, just a weekend ago. And uh, I, I encourage folks, if you uh, have family members uh, living uh, with special needs or uh, or have uh, uh, unique abilities, this is, this is the place for you to come. And it's a beautiful experience because it's not built only for those with special needs. It's built to bring kids of all abilities together. Uh, and it really exemplifies Dutchess County's effort to, uh, to think differently. And our hope that every uh, municipality, every city, town, village, uh, and county in the state of New York will embrace our Think Differently initiative uh, to really help people uh, living with special needs uh, to achieve independence and to show them that we support and respect them. It's very personal to me. Uh, and, and Julie's Jungle was just a, and the opening was just a wonderful experience. And I, I really encourage people to take a look at it and visit. Okay. And if, uh, if, if people are looking to th- think Duchess with their families uh, coming up in the summer, what do you guys have going on? Well, think Duchess for uh, vacation, think Duchess for tourism, and think Duchess uh, for uh, a great baseball game and a terrific concert on August the 7th. Uh, we're hosting at the Duchess County Airport, the Speed of Sound. This is the second uh, uh, annual uh, concert in, uh, held uh, and promoted by WDST and uh, the Hudson Valley, and uh, we're bringing the Lumineers to Duchess, and we hope uh, folks will find their way, and you can uh, link online to purchase tickets. Uh, and if you're into baseball on August the 16th, the Dutchess Stadium will host the New York Penn League All-Star Game and, of course, the Hudson Valley Renegades uh, uh, home field, uh, Dutchess Stadium. Uh, it'll be a great uh, great night out, and I encourage uh, folks to come visit. And, and actually, the, the Penn, New York Penn League uh, uh, All-Star Game is a great opportunity for people from across the state because your local uh, minor league baseball team is likely to be uh, sending uh, players uh, right here to Dutchess Stadium, and I encourage people to come out and enjoy a night at, Dutch, at the Dutch. Uh, let's end it there. Uh, County Executive, thank you. 
You got it. Thank you. Happy to do it. And uh, thank thank you for everyone for tuning in to another episode of Mark My Words. Uh, could f- follow the county executive on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. As I said before, now on iTunes. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>